Welcome to the York County Economic Alliance podcast, produced in partnership with BizNews PA. I'm Joel Berg, editor and founder of BizNews PA. Today, we're talking to three women business owners who benefited from the Bloom Business Empowerment Center, a YCEA initiative to provide capital and other support to entrepreneurs from underrepresented communities. Our guests are Sandy Bialik, founder, owner, and manager of Fat Bat Brewing Company, Jen Heasley, owner of Sweet Mama's Mambo Sauce and the Game Day Kitchen Catering Company, and Ashana Taylor, founder and owner of Fire Life Yoga and Wellness. One question I ask a lot of business owners, and you guys can take this question in any order you want to, but is there, was there a moment when you realized that your business was going to work, right? Where you said, yeah, hey, you know, I had this idea, I wrote it down on paper, or I had this idea in my head, you didn't write it down yet because I was afraid to. <laughs> was there a moment where you said, hey, this is something that I can really make into a business um, that will... Uh, sure, like, I can start with that. Uh, so um, as I mentioned um, in our meeting, uh, my brother is my brewer and he got very good at brewing. Um, I already knew how to do program management, which is basically running things. Um, and then, you know, things happen in your life, health issues that make you realize, you know what, time here is short, let's get moving. So then it, it kind of kicked me into gear and said, let's just do this. <laughs> so that was, for me, that was the impetus. And then writing the business plan, as Ashanti mentioned, writing that business plan makes you think through every step. And it seems like homework at the time, but it really makes you think about everything, including who your competitors are, how much money you need, all that stuff. So getting those two things done, I'm like, yep, this is gonna work. Great. Ashana, how about you? So I think for me, um, I, I always knew, like, you know, from the time I went to yoga teacher training that I would start a yoga studio eventually. Um, but really the impetus for me to start it at the time that I did um, was when I lost my dad during COVID. Um, and I had experienced some mental health struggles in my family as well um, with, with one of my daughters. And it just made me realize that, you know, life is short. It's time to, like, you know, really localize um, what I've been doing, which is, you know, traveling all over Central PA and Maryland to teach yoga. It made me realize that I needed to bring that into our own community to start healing our community after COVID. And I had trouble in the beginning because of COVID. Obviously, it wasn't easy to get things started, I'm sure, with construction, mm -hmm. back with supply chain issues. But was there a moment where you said, hey, this studio is going to get off the ground and it will happen? Yes. Um, so I think, like, when I officially applied for that entity, the LLC, like, I was then, you know, determined to make things work no matter what. So. Yeah. Mine was a little flip-flop. They were definitely more concrete and structured in their approach. Again, like I really was just like, oh, I'm just going to go do this. Um, but I think the catering the, the catering was hard at first because, again, if, if they don't know you as a caterer, they're not going to utilize you. So getting your name out there from the catering standpoint was very challenging. But after we bottled the sauce, and we only started, we didn't have eight flavors now, but we have one flavor at that time. And we went to a, a beer festival, actually, and we we sold all the bottles. And so in that moment, that, that was the day I realized that we could definitely be successful with the sauce. And that's when I knew, not that the catering shouldn't be important, but at that point I knew that the sauce was gonna be a, a source of income that I didn't anticipate at that point. So that's, then the, the shift kind of went to the sauce around 2017, 2018. And were you at your house? At the time, no, no, we I had to be um, right at the Department of Agriculture. So at that time, we were working with um, Farm to Table. So Elaine, uh, Mary Ellen Heim. So we were at her venue using those kettles and then she shut down and then we moved to your kitchen. So, I mean, we started in the house, but, but you have to be regulated by the Department of Agriculture. So, yeah. 
serve safe. I think. Serve safe, yes, but the Department of Agriculture must regulate sauce production. So, what has been the most challenging thing that you faced when starting your business? And maybe Sandy will start with you again. Most challenging. Um, we talked about this earlier. Was three uh, percent of uh, less than three percent of breweries are owned by females. So very challenging for me is having vendors that want to deal with a male. That I would say that has been the most challenging in the beginning. I'm, once we had the money in place and, and that kind of thing, my husband and I had saved fiercely as young people, so we had savings to kind of back us up, even though we needed the loan from the bank. Um, that wasn't so much of a struggle for me. The struggle for, is really just being taken seriously as a female owner. And how do you deal with that? Uh, well, if a vendor's gonna insist on dealing with a man, I don't deal with that vendor. Right. <laughs> That's how I deal with it. They lost the sale. Yeah. yeah. And is it more about, so is there a situation where you really needed the vendor or you've had to cut them off like that or have you been able to? No, there's always another vendor. Great. And do they get the message? I don't know. I hope they do. <laughs> I don't know. They're, they're losing business if they're continuing in 2023 to act like women can't own businesses. Yeah. Yeah. Shana, how about you? I think a primary challenge for us was just finding a space um, where we could, you know, complete the build out um, and, and have a hot yoga studio. Um, we were really struggling to do that, uh, especially with the market as it was, you know, at the time that we were looking. So my husband and I were able to actually purchase a mixed use building in West York. Um, and then, you know, from there, we decided to, like, renovate the first floor of that building and create create our own space. So. That was an initial challenge. Um, another challenge had been access to capital, like for that renovation. Um, you know, because because of my business plan, I feel like I was able to help banks understand like what the business model was and everything. But um, there were definitely a lot of questions that I had to answer before I was able to access what I needed to to build out. That's and this is your free ad. Where where is the space? Um, it's fourteen twenty five West Market Street. Okay. Mm -hmm. So we're right in the borough, um, right down the street from the fairgrounds. Did, did you pick out, did you have other choices for location or? We did, yeah, so we were looking um, on White Street. Um, mm -hmm. There's a couple of commercial spaces that we were looking at leasing out there um, and also in Dover too. Yeah. yeah. Did you want to be like in a more urban setting like West York or? Um, yeah, so we were looking for a space that had high visibility. And so we, we have that because we're right on the main thoroughfare there. Yeah, yeah. Well, great. And Jen, how about you? Um, mine was access to capital. Um, when I retired, I, I utilized I mean, I, my, the pension, if you will. I had not saved. I, I was, I'm a single mom, and um, we had a lot of dings when the kids were younger. Uh, financial, their father was incarcerated, so we, for many years, my mortgage was, you know, things were paid late so I could maintain a household, which I did with great pride because I made, it was able, able to maintain a lifestyle for my children. But when you go to um, banks and they see that, right, they see that as you're being irresponsible, but I was, and I was being actually very responsible, but, but neither, nonetheless, um, capital was an issue. So, you know, I did retire, but then I went back and I subbed. So I was subbing as well as doing my business, like almost to a point where I was subbing full-time and the business full-time. Um, I managed to get my uh, credit score where it needed to be to allow me to have access to funding, um, but the funding was really a huge issue. I got in a couple grants just because people saw the overall vision, but uh, access to capital was a really big issue for me just when I started. And what kind of message then were you getting from banks when you first started going? Kind of what I just said. Like, so when, when there were two institutions that said to me, and I explained my situation, mm -hmm. um, and the comment was, if I was willing to pay my mortgage late, then I wasn't going to be willing to pay a loan. Meanwhile, I had already proven that I had recovered from that. And 
So that to me, you know, when t- the people talk about, oh, we look at the big picture. I was like, no, you're not. <laughs> you're not looking at the big picture, which was fine. I understand that, you know, certain, there's certain rules that they had to, I guess, follow. But if you really want to go back to the point, if you really want to invest in businesses, female-owned, minority, whatever, maybe everyone's background, it might not look the same. And it might not have this beautiful, you know, 800 credit score. Like, that's not reality. So I think that there has to be an organic deep dive into a person's life if there are some issues with their credit score and have that conversation and say, you know, if you're willing to give a kid a student loan for hundreds of thousands of dollars, for real, mm-hmm. then you should be willing to give a small business $10,000. Like, that's just how I see it. So mm-hmm. so I think it's better now. Like, we're on a, a different, I think, trajectory. But at the time, but let me tell you, my, it hurt my heart because I did not want to teach. <laughs> I was like, I'm not going to go back there. So yeah, I think. But that was a real setback. But I mean, we're here now. So. And did you fu- go ahead? Can I chime in with that? Sure. So, um, luckily, I had my husband there, but I don't know that a bank would have given me a loan on my own, even if I had the same amount of money in savings. They always ask for the man's signature first. Just that's a comment. That. Even, yeah. that's even now. Yes. yes. Really? And you yes. were the LLC owner. Yes. I'm 100% owner. Mm-hmm. Yes. So the same, same situation for me too. So my husband and I purchased the building together under a separate entity, but I applied for um, the loan for my my business as my, you know as an independent sole, sole owner. Yeah. Um, and they still you know wanted his information on the personal financial statement and want to see like the complete picture, which to a degree I understand. But at the same time, like if I didn't have you know um, him, then mm-hmm. then what? If he was applying for the loan, I doubt they'd ask for you. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So did that change? I mean, did you think about switching banks? I know, Jen, you said you went to a couple of banks. Did, you put, did one of those two banks be the one that you eventually went to? Or was there a third bank that kind of you well, eventually ended Bloom up has, you know, I got a loan through Bloom. So I'm the first Bloom. Um, but York traditions, her traditions. So Nicole Schaefer, I was on some kind of like Zoom call or something. And I was having this conversation about not being able to get funding and Whatever, and she was like, Jen, you know, I, I want, I want, you know, I want you to meet some people. I want to have a conversation with you. So she had, she saw the journey and she understood um, the the dedication to the business, and so, so um, they, and it was really a line of credit. So that it wasn't even they, they gave me a line of credit, which has again, I'm just the line of credit as opposed to using credit cards with these high interest rates and all that stuff. So that's that was a blessing. But again, she had a, a conversation with me, and she knew me personally and could understand the big picture of who I was and as, who I was as a business person. So they, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Do you think that will change at all? I mean, again, having to ask, having to have a put a man on the application or- It will to, change when we have females running banks. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's right. It's true. Yeah. It's, like I said earlier, there's more women than men in this world. There should be more women owning businesses, more women getting loans, mm-hmm. more women CEOs. And more women running banks, I guess. All that stuff. Yeah. 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 So a lot of these programs like Bloom, they kind of came out of um, COVID, right? COVID-19, there was a lot of federal money and federal grant dollars that kind of came came around. Are you concerned maybe about the future for the next generation of entrepreneurs that maybe these this money, there might not be the same sort of um, funding that there has been over the last couple of years? I'm concerned um, because we were building out during COVID um, and we got a lot of breaks. Like luckily my I have a great a leaseholder. He let us not have to pay. We didn't have to pay lease until like COVID was over, basically, and we could open. That was awesome. I mean, he could have easily held me to the contract. Uh, the banks were much more lenient about things. I still had to pay the loans, but they were understanding about different things. You know, things weren't going exactly to the business plan. Um, other vendors, the only, <laughs> the only um, 
I would say vendor or company or service that was not forgiving was the lawyer. <laughs> Back <laughs> to the lawyer. lawyers, but they were the only ones that really didn't. Get, everybody else was very forgiving, and, and yeah, so if we didn't have COVID, it's always hard to open a business. Yeah. So if we didn't have COVID, I don't think everybody would have been as understanding. So, Sean, how about you? Yeah, I think it might be a challenge in the future, and I can completely like relate and concur with what you're saying um, because you know our build out has taken us seven, the better part of seven months for this renovation, and so if we were leasing a space, I can't imagine how we would have stayed afloat, you know, during that time, um, and that delay is just because of materials delays and you know and things like that. So. I'm not sure like what the future is. And I recognize that I'm very fortunate to be able to be in this position, you know, to have this business, but I can't imagine for someone in a different financial position, like how they might be able to navigate this when they can't, you know, get access to bridge the gap. So. Jen, how about you? You probably couldn't substitute teach during COVID. I know I zoomed. They, they did, they, you know, they, had, they called yeah. me and so I got to zoom. That really? Was cool. That's a substitute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, they, they had some, there were deficits already. So I was subbing because they, there was a lack of teachers who had maybe gone on medical leave or whatever it may have, may not have been. So I did Zoom with the kids. So I was fortunate in that sense. Um, and I did um, some online cooking classes. So I did things to be able to, and then we built our website during that time. So then we got the website launched. So we sold sauce that way. Um, but I think from a lending standpoint, from an institution standpoint, I hope that Again, moving forward, banks become a little more accessible, and I'll, you know, again, look at the bigger picture, and it's not just this. There's this like red line as to what it's supposed to look like, as from a business lending standpoint. I just, I, I hope that there's some changes within. Again, probably female bankers. Yeah. <laughs> In case there are bankers listening, what do you think? I mean, what would that bigger picture look like? What other factors do you think they should they should know besides, hey, there's a man behind me? I just think looking at the picture, like if they're willing, if they're willing to again give money to like a college, get like all these things, mm -hmm. it should be the same type of access to the money. Mm -hmm. And I think again back to the, our first our question in the sense of like, what? Why should the money being loaned look be diverse? If you're going to have, if I'm personally banking with you and you don't care what's happening, then you should be able to be lending money to the same population of people that do their personal banking. It should look the same. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's just, I don't know how that changes, but I feel like it, it should reflect, it should be, it should be a mirror. In my opinion. Mm -hmm. yeah. Same. Just the, the same thing. Um, it, yeah. I'm not sure how we can change it or what we can do to change it. It's, it's a mindset. You know, yeah. um, and they should be able to look, and I know banks are corporations usually, they should be able to look at people individually though. And um, uh, we've talked about the business plan. As long as there's a sound business plan, if kids going to college, they're not even sure they're gonna do with their life and they're getting all this money, like you said. Um, it is a sound business plan and it works for the area. Yeah. Who cares who's running it? As long as they have a, the right mind. I don't care if it's female, person of color, gay, lesbian, it doesn't matter. Right. If they have a sound business plan and it's gonna work in the community, it's funded. Yeah. Do you think there are personal factors that they're not taking into account, Ashana? So I, for me, I feel like I was often pigeonholed into applying for like an SBA loan product. Um, so I think, yeah, I mean, looking at a more complete picture, maybe even banks offering like diverse, you know, products for um, different levels of business or small business owners or what have you might be be beneficial. Yeah. What? Why wasn't the? I'm just. I'd be curious. Why wasn't the SBA loan, or why didn't you necessarily want to go the SBA route? Um, it's not that I didn't want to. I actually did go that route. Um, I just. I'm not sure that 
so the interest rates are, you know, high. It's prime plus, you know, whatever percent they tack on to it. Um, and again, I just, you know, think if it was my husband applying that he may have had more options than I had. Um, and so that's really like my main gripe with that. Yeah. Yeah. Can I make a comment about the small business loans? Great idea. Um, but the Small Business Administration adds on a, a point and a half. Mm -hmm. So it's not like it's a, a free <laughs> loan. Yeah. So you get the bank interest rate plus the Small Business Administration interest rate. So it's not a great deal. It's, mm -hmm. it's, if it's needed and that's what you get, that's what you get. But it shouldn't be the only option. Yeah, yeah. so you're paying more interest rate. I think we do have time for one more question, right? Thanks, guys. All right. Yeah. So um, what do you see, maybe go back to the, on the positive side, what do you see as the opportunity for your business in York County? And Jen, we'll start with you. Um, we, we've grown, like we're, we're in grocery stores now. As I, said, the, I, I also just said the next step is I need a delivery person because I deliver the sauce myself. So that's another step for me. Uh, I think the, ca the catering has really grown. So I think the more I can ex expand from a catering standpoint, um, from corporate catering, that's also a part of the goal. Just and, and return customers. Like as long as like you can have return customers in the catering world, then you're kind of in a good position. Um, if you don't, you're not. But like you know, what I mean, like the consistent return. Like WellSpan is a company that's worked with me a lot. Um, obviously, Penn State. So having those um, businesses in place, that's important. But just growing the, the Catering and then the sauce to some other maybe smaller businesses as well, maybe a few more breweries, you know, or beer distributors, things like that. <laughs> but beer distributors, like those types of places yeah. that sell the sauce. So expand it. Shauna, how about you? So what's next for me is opening my doors, hopefully in the next <laughs> month or so here, um, and just really like integrating full-time into my business. Um, I currently do work at another full-time job, and so I'm looking to transition sometime in the next year or two. Um, and have more class offerings on the schedule and just, you know, be able to spread wellness throughout the community. Yeah, that's a big leap, right? It takes to leave that full-time job for the entrepreneurship. Yes, yeah. So, good luck. Thank you. And the Sandy? Uh, well, so we're currently looking for another location, but it's one of those things where we're not in a hurry. Um, when the right location is found, I think we'll know it kind of like the location we have now in Hanover. When we went in there and looked around, I, I have a brewery where you walk through the actual working brewery to get to the tap room. Um, and I would want that again. I think it's very cool. People know they're in a brewery. Um, so we're looking for that second location and uh, we'll find it when, when we see it, we'll know. Are you looking like in, in New York City or? Uh, yeah, uh, well, not York City, um, probably a surrounding area. York City currently has quite a few breweries. Um, so yeah, we're looking at different, probably Hanover is kind of a hub town. Probably looking for something similar in the York County area, uh, but further away than Hanover. Hanover's on the west side, so maybe something east. <laughs> Thank you for joining us on this edition of the York County Economic Alliance podcast, produced in partnership with Biz News PA. Join us next month as we discuss issues around early childhood education.